The Writer Files, a member of the Podglomerate Network. I want to mention a great resource for writers, and this month's sponsor, Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories. I'll expound later in the show, but the short version is this long-awaited book about the craft of creative writing from New York Times bestselling author Steve Almond sets out to debunk the well-meaning but misguided myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and most honest work. Pick up a copy today of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, wherever you buy books, more soon. Greetings, scribes. I have got some exciting news to share. The Writer Files now has an exclusive Patreon community where subscribers will get exclusive access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and content from productivity and publishing experts each month. In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash thewriterfiles. Help us start something special. Hey there, I just wanted to kick off the show with a quick note that this episode of The Writer Files is brought to you by the inspiring team at Author Accelerator. There's never been a better time to get serious about that book idea that's been rattling around in your head. And working with an Author Accelerator book coach is the best way to write forward. Author Accelerator book coaches give writers feedback, deadlines, and step-by-step guidance while you write so that you can actually finish your book. Your book coach will give you the customized tools and blueprints to success that are so often lacking in the traditional publishing world. And if you think book coaching sounds like a gig you'd like to do, many authors and copywriters have the exact skill sets needed to become great book coaches themselves. Author Accelerator offers intensive book coach training and master classes so that you can help other writers reach their goals. Just head over to authoraccelerator.com slash writerfiles for more info and to get a free seven-day writing challenge to start mapping out your own book. That's authoraccelerator.com slash writerfiles. Turn off Netflix. No. Pick up a paper <laughs> book. Right. Have you, yeah. have you heard of these things? Yeah. I've yeah. heard some of the, yeah. Yeah. If you want to borrow one, I got a You few. have some books? <laughs> Jeez. I got too many books. Well, at least we're here in the cool basement. <laughs> We're constantly comparing ourselves to the best versions of everyone right. else is putting Every, out everybody's there best life. Right. It's right there. Yeah. And you're like, uh, here I yeah. am. You're like, oh, I'm, how I'm eating a yeah. soggy sandwich. Yeah. Right. Writing, <laughs> writing no words. And, Drinking uh, a stale beer. And, like, <laughs> uh, and all I want to do is right. binge I want to be in Netflix. Joe Schmo's Facebook post with them or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm terrible at social media. <laughs> Hello there, friend. Welcome back to The Writer Files. I'm your host, Kelton Reed. And in part two of another special edition of The Writer Files called The Writer's Brain, a guest series with neuroscientist Michael Gripko, we dig further into the dreaded procrastination, a malady we have all battled one time or another. What it is, how science looks at it, the difference between constructive and destructive procrastination, and some tips on how to overcome it. We're all guilty of it, let's be honest. It's really normal to procrastinate. The truth is that procrastination is built into the human condition. And clearly we can't do everything on our to-do list at the same time. But why has it become so frowned upon in our culture lately? And how can we reframe procrastination since we know it's so integral to the creative process? Luckily, research scientist Michael Gribko, aka Gribs, 
return to the podcast to help me find some answers from the perspective of neuroscience. And in part two of this file, Michael and I discussed why your inner critic, stress, and anxiety hijack your productivity so easily, practical tips for breaking out of the wicked feedback loop of procrastination, how social media, FOMO, and notifications mess with your self-esteem and ability to focus, why we need to take breaks, practice mindfulness, and just be nicer to ourselves, how to trick yourself into being more productive, and how to short-circuit your amygdala, change your habits, and bootstrap incremental progress towards your goals. If you missed the first half of this show or previous episodes of The Writer's Brain, you can find them all in the archives at writerfiles.fm, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you tune in, and in the show notes. Stay tuned. The Writer Files is brought to you by my friends at copyblogger.com. Words that work. Build your online authority with powerfully effective content marketing. Get superior content marketing education so you can build a remarkable online presence. Authors, bloggers, journalists, online publishers, and entrepreneurs, head over to copyblogger.com to learn more. That's copyblogger.com. And if you're a fan of The Writer Files, please click subscribe to automatically see new interviews as soon as they're published and leave us a rating or a review over on Apple Podcasts to help other writers find us. Probably a good example is a writer. I don't know if it happens too often where a writer will come in, give a manuscript to an editor, and the editor's like, oh, this is great. We're just going to send it to the press <laughs> right now. Yeah. Right. Most likely you're going to get some negative feedback or some criticism on it. Yeah. And there'll be several iterations that you go through before it's published. So know this when you're getting in the project and anticipate some negative feedback and some hurdles along the way. Absolutely. Um, that's interesting because I'll point at um, my interview with uh, this prominent editor turned author, Peter Guzardi. He ha- he, so he has edited and worked with some incredible writers over the years, including Stephen Hawking on A Brief History of Time. He did like a dozen books for Deepak Chopra. Um, he worked with Douglas Adams on his Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy novels. I mean, just some incredibly talented writers. And then so he, when he turned around to finally write his own book, he, he thought it was going to be a cakewalk and he ran into all these challenges on the kind of on the writer's uh, journey. I'll point to that episode. Uh, it's pretty easy to find there on writerfiles.fm, but that's a pretty interesting one. But his, his, he basically turned in his manuscript expecting to, you know, right. for it to be lauded as this, as this masterpiece. And uh, of course they, you know, wanted a lot of different changes. They didn't like right. it that much. Um, and then he, you know, he took a hit and he, d- he did another pass at it and he resubmitted it. They didn't like that one. And then he, he just kind of froze up, you know, right, he, yeah. he basically put it in a drawer for a year and what motivated him actually more than anything to, uh, to actually finish it and, and successfully, uh, complete the project was that the publisher wanted the money back because they didn't have a book <laughs> and he had run, basically run out of time. Right, right. So he, so yeah, it's best to prepare for that. And yeah. it's, it's stress and anxiety. Uh, yeah. It, they can really throw us off yeah. when they surprise us. Sure, sure. And I think what ends up happening again is that wicked feedback loop is that, and I'm guilty, I'm as guilty of it as anybody is like, you kind of get into negative self-talk and um, basically, you know, studies have shown that this rumination or a highly critical mindset where it's kind of this inner critic, right? Right. And I'm sure a lot of writers have this 
that it perpetuates the problem, perpetuates, again, that procrastination where you you beat yourself up and then you feel shame. And then, and then that, that, that spins you into more procrastination because it's, it's basically what you're doing is, is emotional. Then you're trying to avoid that even more that feeling. Right. (laughs) And it's can be wicked, but, um, yeah. So what can we do to break the cycle? I mean, Peter actually said, and I'll quote him from the interview, you know, we talk about self-compassion a lot, but he said, choose to have compassion for yourself, cut yourself some slack. Okay. Maybe you only wrote 50 words or hundred words, uh, or maybe none, but you've got some good ideas. You're following an interesting line of thought and tomorrow is another day, right? you know? Um, and maybe set a manageable goal for tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. They, that will help get well, that reward yeah, and, and, and accomplish something. I think what the study, the, um, science had shown in those studies was that, and they were looking at students who were procrastinating for, on a test that per, students that, um, had procrastinated who were more self-compassionate, who actually forgave themselves were less likely to procrastinate on the next project. Right. Were less likely to procrastinate in the future because they like, I don't know, forgave themselves or, you know, we're just like, all right, right say la vie. it's a, it's a human, it's a very human trait. We're kind of hardware to procrastinate. Mm-hmm. We're going to procrastinate regardless. Cause you can't do everything in your right. to-do list at the same time. You can't and I think ever, and you can't answer yeah. every email in, and you know, on the same back day. Back to your point that you're making earlier about all this, the social media and we're constantly connected. We are, we're constantly getting this very oftentimes a kind of rosy picture. People are lauding all their accomplishments online. Yeah. You know, you're oh, not yeah. talking about occasionally you get people's like, I had a bad day. But so you're constantly, we're constantly comparing ourselves to the best versions of everyone right. else is putting Every, out everybody's their best themselves. life. Right. It's right there. Yeah. And you're like, uh, here I yeah. am. You're like, oh, I'm terrible. How I'm eating yeah. a soggy sandwich. Yeah. Right. Writing, <laughs> writing no words. And, Drinking uh, a steel beer. And, like, uh, <laughs> and all I want to do is right. binge I want to be in Netflix. Joe Schmo's Facebook post with them or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers. Truth is the arrow, mercy is the bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character, and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize-winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read, and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories wherever you buy books and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. 
Just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, writer's happy hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime. That's patreon.com slash the writer files. Help us start something cool and special. Keep calm and write on. I'm terrible at social media. <laughs> But I don't like looking at it. That's the that's the thing. Okay, so well, I've started like honestly, I've something I've just started doing is um, when I have stuff to work on or even just reading a book for pleasure, I've just started in the evening shutting my cell phone off. Yeah, that really helps. Like, that yeah. way, I don't not distracted by it. But it's another thing that's bothering about me is this: I feel like there's an expectation almost to be available all the time now. Right. People can contact you whenever they want, even work or, or whatever. Yeah, that that so, is that is a d- detrimental yeah. thing about our always on culture is that we're all hyper connected, speeded up. You know, everything's just so. Yeah, and, it's nice to just shut down for again. A while I mean, every day. I, I do notice that you know that we we all we're all a little less patient. You know, mm-hmm. people are less patient in line at the grocery store. People are less patient in their cars. More impulsive, right? That's what yeah. impulsivity is. But it's then, like, but then they're more easily, they can be more easily distracted. And yep. it's like, a, a again, it's, it, you can kind of see it everywhere. And we're all just kind of dealing with like, everyone, everyone yeah, knows media. everything yeah. all of a sudden. And everyone wants everything to be at the speed of the internet, you know, like, why can't traffic work like, like high speed <laughs> internet? Uh, why well, can't? we'll have automated cars soon, and then it will. Be. <laughs> well, we've got the disease of hurry, and we're all just, you know, we all just don't have, we've run out of patience with. Well, we can plug everything. our next episode here. Wait until those things are implanted <laughs> in our brains. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Facebook is coming for your. Right uh, into your cortex. Right into your brain. <laughs> that might help your writing. I don't know. But we're going to talk about it. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was my first tip. Actually, what you mentioned there, uh, is just to minimize distractions, right? Turn off your notifications on every device that you can. Um, you will, you will thank yourself because, I enjoy it, yeah, yeah, I, I do not, I only look at news, you know, at a, I don't know, of course I'll be procrastinating, but I don't want to see every news notification pop up on my phone. Cause that, that actually gives me anxiety. Um, but if you are working on a project, I find the most helpful thing I can do if I want to get a lot of words on the page, working on a draft of something, I will put my phone, turn off the notifications, put my phone out of arm's reach. So yeah, I actually right. can't grab it. Cause that's an impulsive, right. that's an automatic habit now that we all have. We just grab your phone, turn it over, see if you get a message, you know, but put it out of arm's reach, turn it over. So you don't see the, the light or put it, you know, actually out of, uh, out of your line Here, of sight. Yeah. Then you, then you actually will stop thinking about it. Make sure you turn off the notifications on your computer. If you're working on a computer, I know a lot of famous authors talk about, um, these apps that will, uh, actually limit your access to the internet so that you're not, not tempted to pop over to a Facebook <laughs> or a Twitter. Um, unless you're doing research, obviously that's impossible. But, um, and then I think, the second tip I had was like when that negative self-talk arises that you could use some form of mindfulness to just get back to sure. get, get yourself back on track. Take, take a five minutes to literally just sit and meditate or, you know, I know take there's a, a walk. It's an exercise. I take a walk. Yeah. I know there's a lot of mindfulness apps now. I don't know. Uh, maybe listeners can give us some uh, tips over on the website about which ones they like or don't like, but um, 
yeah, there's a, there are lots of tools. Of course, beware of technology that promises to offer you something that you can do for free. Like just sit and meditate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a great way to get yourself back on track. I think walking is incredibly important. Right. Uh, being out in nature, um, with no distractions. I do like to put my headphones on and listen to music yeah. or, or go running. But um, I think walking is so great. Uh, right. And yeah, and that's the, there's, a healthy form of procrastination, but that's can help you achieve a goal. And we talked about that in creativity. You know, yeah. there is, act, we need these breaks and there's important neuronal activity that happens uh, for things like memory consolidation during the downtime and even while we sleep. So, default. so we're talking about away, the default mode network yeah, that we and, refer to so often. And, and yeah, so stepping away from things is important. Yeah. But don't beat yourself up. And, you know, again, I think it, I think it's okay to remind yourself it's okay to procrastinate just not to the point of like self-destruction or defeat. Right. That was another point I made. But, um, I think, uh, I love, I always go back to Austin Kleon's productive procrastination, which is again, it's like what Einstein talked about with his theory of combinatory play, where he would come to some of his greatest insights, like playing the violin or drawing or painting or whatever. So he, he firmly believed in this idea that you can task switch to something else important or something that you, that is a completely different, right. You know, thing. Like I know you, you play music and, but you know, when you're feeling that tug that instead of going to the phone to play a tune blast that you are turning towards another project in a different, you know, kind of in a a different bucket. Active rest. Yes. But that could actually be helping you, work right. toward another goal. Right. So he has three desks in his office. One is for print, one is for like artwork and one is for like his computer. So, and he's, you know, he's an artist who he's an artist who writes. Anyway, I think product, productive procrastination is another one. A lot of journalists use this trick where they have multiple notebooks of different sizes. And I actually, uh, do, I, I yeah. use this trick. Yeah. Do you? No, I've, I've, I've talked to you. Yeah. I keep on forgetting to bring my notebook when we meet. Like, <laughs> and I, all, and, and, I always yeah. have the little notebook yeah. because I always think, I like of, that. It's think nice. of something yeah. while I'm driving and, you know, sometimes I have to pull over or, but I, do, I keep a running to do list. But then, you know, if, if, if I hear something or, you know, something just pops into my mind, I'm like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta get like three ideas down a day that are completely disparate and uh, make sure that I get those in there. But then I have a bigger notebook for, you know, like when I'm doing an interview or when I'm doing research or, you know, I'm working yeah. with a client that's more important, but it's a little bit bigger for, you know, bigger ideas, essentially. So you've got one for running tasks and little things and then one for bigger ideas. Yeah. And then there's another trick. I know it's, I know that there's a, there are some widely used productivity hacks like the post-it note or the to-do list where you're taking a small post-it note and you're, and you're drawing from a larger to-do list and you're basically consolidating, sorry, the three most important things on your to-do list uh, for that day. And then, you know, you want to pick the one, the one frog to swallow that is like, you know, the thing that's really the one you're most likely going to procrastinate. One trick I heard was that, you know, put that at the bottom, and, but, you know, kind of trick yourself into putting bigger like scarier stuff at the top so that you're more likely <laughs> to do the one at the bottom. You're like, you know, you're going to procrastinate the ones on the top. And then the last one is the easiest one, right, but right. it's still the one. You it's have still to get uncomfortable. Yeah. It's still, it's still going to cause mm-hmm. discomfort, but, and then you wash, rinse, repeat, you know, you take the uh, ones on the bottom, on the top, and then 
right. keep going. So turn off Netflix. Pick no, a, pick up a paper <laughs> book. Right. Have, you, yeah. have you heard of these things? Yeah. I've yeah. heard some of the, yeah. Yeah. If you want to borrow one, I got to. You have you. some books? <laughs> Jeez. I have too many books. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, surrounded by books. Yeah. They're going to, you know, they're going to cause an avalanche one day and kill us all. <laughs> God, how do we stop binging Netflix? It's so hard. It is. Well, we have to stop. I'm stuck on, I'm not on Netflix right now, but I'm stuck on, uh, I didn't have Hulu. I don't have Hulu. I didn't have Hulu forever. And I learned, uh, that you get Hulu free with, I think it's Spotify premium. And we'd had Spotify premium for years. I learned that you get Hulu free with Spotify. Okay. I think I'm not an, I'm not a affiliate, but uh, so great, you're giving me more ways to procrastinate. We suddenly, Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> we suddenly had Hulu, and I was such a big fan of Top Chef for years. But I, I was like six seasons down since we, since we got you know cut the cord and got rid of cable or whatever. So I'm, I've got like six seasons right. of a uh, Top Chef to catch up on. Well, yeah, use those things as rewards and not, yeah, you know, kind of feel like a little kid with your parents and you know getting your homework done you can't watch tv no. until you get your absolutely your project completed but yeah institute something like that this episode is brought to you by shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell with shopify you'll harness the same intuitive features trusted apps and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I don't know. We've talked about this before, but I think you just touched on it with the default mode network. If all else fails, you could take a nap or just go to bed and, and you'll wake up feeling refreshed and tomorrow's a new day. You know, right. again, be and, a little bit easier yeah. on yourself. And break it into manageable chunks. Yeah. Realistic. And don't get surprised by hardships you encounter along the way, negative feedback or yeah. criticism. Yeah. The inner critic can can get you and... uh yeah, just remember that, you know, we're all kind of going through this moment in history and right. and we're all struggling with these same things. So right. yeah, talk to your friend. I mean Don't slip into an imposter syndrome. Like, no. Right. Oh God. Yeah. That is that's terrible. Ah, I I definitely suffer from imposter syndrome. Yeah, similar. Yeah. Everyone has moments where they do. Yeah. Um, I want to point listeners to James Clear has this great book, Atomic Habits. An easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. He dips into neuroscience and psychology. And uh, I was listening to the audiobook today and just pulling a lot from it, um, basically about how, you know, we kind of, we self-identify with the, with the habits mm. that we are guilty of. Right. So that actually changing your habits slowly, incrementally kind of changes how you see yourself. So if you, if you want to be 
the future you, you, you're like, you want to be a writer, you want to be, or you want to be, you know, a published author or whatever, then, you know, basically to change that identity, you need to, um, essentially assume the habits of that, of that writer. Yeah. Yeah, Of that future you. Right. So, you know, you do, you, you do kind of see that as a, as a separate person, but by assuming those habits, you're assuming that identity. So if, if you want to be a writer, then the habit that you need to assume to get there is obviously you need to write every day. Right. Um, and just, again, breaking it down into manageable chunks, like Austin Kleon points at um, the Jerry Seinfeld method of writing jokes. He just put a calendar on the wall. He's got to write one joke every day. And then he puts the X on the calendar. Right. That's it. It's incremental. It's one step at a time, but he right. assumes the habits of a, of a successful comedian by writing one joke every day. Right. Some, some, you know, comedians obviously don't do that. Um, they rely on writers or, you know, uh, they steal material from other comedians <laughs> or whatever, but he, he clearly built this incredible career by right. writing one joke a day. I mean, so for a writer to write a book, you know, Austin Kleon always said, if you write one page a day for 365 days, you've got a book. Yes. If you, if you do that for the rest of your life, you've got a career. Yeah. It's the, the science of just getting started. And James Clear talks about this a lot. You don't have to get his book, but head over to jamesclear.com. It's jamesclear.com slash procrastination. Just, it's a procrastination scientific guide on how to stop procrastinating. It's, it's got steps there and it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable uh, research and information. I like James Clear a lot. Um, he kind of distills it in a very easy to... Right managed way. But um, yeah, Tom Pichel said, we know from psychological research that progress on our goals feeds our well-being. And again, uh, those incremental pieces are going to, um, you know, basically bootstrap, right? bootstrap that positive right, right. feedback loop, as opposed to leaning back into the procrastination piece. And I just started reading a book that I would recommend too. It's a really good neuroscience book. I'm only about a third of the way through it. But it's uh, Behave, the Biology of Humans at Our Best and mm. Worst. And it's by a neuroscientist, Robert M. Uh, Sapolsky. I think we're, we're really good at names today. Yeah, we're really doing Sapolsky. <laughs> S-A-P-O-L-S-K-Y. He kind of talks about aggression. We talked a lot about the amygdala, which we were discussing today, and stress response and how this really affects our behavior and kind of how this aggressive and stress can hijack our brain and our really take us over. Um, mm-hmm. But he also has a really, some of the introduction chapters, he has a really good chapter on just describing how our brains work. And he really encompasses a lot of neuroscience in about a, I don't know, it's like a 60 or 80 page chapter. It's really well written. Cool. So yeah, I would definitely recommend that. Yeah. Let's not get hijacked by no. our amygdala. Our amygdalas <laughs> and uh, the dreaded procrastination, but it might not be as bad as you think. And, you know, be... Be nice to yourself. Yeah, and be productive. Decision <laughs> fatigue can definitely wear us out, and I think that's when we need to unplug and take a walk. I was going to end on this quote by uh, Mark Twain. Never yes. put off till tomorrow what you can do the day after tomorrow. I think he's riffing on Ben Franklin's don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today. And <laughs> Ben Franklin was riffing on the Earl of Chestershire or somebody. Anyway, yeah, steal like an artist once again. Good artists borrow, great artists steal.
So, uh, yeah. Anyway, get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us for this half of the Writer Files. And if you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review to help other writers find us. You can always leave us a comment or a question and visit the entire archives at writerfiles.fm, where we also humbly ask you to support the show with a secure donation to help us keep going. Just click the little yellow PayPal donate button over at writerfiles.fm. And you can always chat with me on Twitter at Kelton Reed. Cheers. Talk to you next week. And thank you.